Hey, welcome to the Innovation Podcast. I'm your host, Mark McNeese. Uh, we're coming live from Florida State University, and we are powered by the Jim Moran College of Entrepreneurship. Super stoked. This is the first episode of season five. I cannot believe it. And in studio today, we have Kennedy Joy and Noah of Raid. So, hey, welcome, guys, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. So happy to be here. Excited to be here. Feels like an honor to be here for episode one. Let's start with Kennedy Joy. Kennedy Joy, tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us a little bit about your experience at FSU and, and a little bit about your company. Absolutely. So my name is Kennedy Joy Forstall. I am a current senior here at FSU studying commercial entrepreneurship with a minor in social entrepreneurship. I am a big fan of the Jim Moran College and all that it has to offer. Um, I was a finalist in the Innovation Challenge last spring. Uh, I'm originally from Orlando, Florida, and FSU has been incredible so far. Uh, the idea for RAID uh, actually came from me being a part of the Panhellenic community here at FSU. I saw a need for event-specific clothing for occasions such as formals and recruitment and game days, and so I approached my partner Noah about the idea, and the rest is history. Outstanding. Real quick follow-up question. Are you in the Innovation Challenge again this year? We are anticipating on competing this next year as well. So we'll see. Fantastic. All right, over to you, Noah. Yeah, sounds good. So my name's Noah Romo. Originally, my family comes from Brazil. So I study computer science and I'm a software engineer. Also, I have a minor in innovation here at Florida State University. I have a little bit of a background and experience working and interning as a software engineer at both Meta, most recently J.P. Morgan Chase. And like KJ said, when KJ approached me back in January, which time flies, still feel like feels like two months ago, she came up to me with this idea for this app. And I told her, well, I can't build an app by myself, but if you can convince my closest friend that's also a great software engineer to hop on this project, then she convinced him in less than five minutes, and we've been building Raid ever since. All right. So KJ has a superpower of convincing people. Very, very cool. So let's get started because our audience doesn't really know what RAID is. Tell us about the inception of it. What's your value proposition? What are you trying to accomplish with this app? Absolutely. So RAID is a consumer-to-consumer -consumer clothing rental app targeted towards college students, built for college students by college students, as we like to say. So it is an app that is a marketplace similar to a Poshmark or Curtsy, but for rentals, hand-to-hand -hand rentals through students at FSU. So as I previously mentioned, events such as game days, formals, Greek life events, we found that many girls would buy an item and then only end up wearing it once. And not only is that not sustainable for the limited college budget, but it's also not sustainable for our environment. And we've become very passionate about overconsumption in clothing and just sustainability overall and so we really want Ray to champion the idea of a more sustainable approach to how we obtain clothes especially on a college budget yeah and the simple explanation and inspiration that I see behind it is imagine especially when it comes to women's fashion the way that clothes is usually only worn with a new outfit once and then never again we totally see the inspiration with the simple idea of let's say you're going to a wedding right instead of spending $300 every single time you need a brand new dress, rent it on our marketplace for $30 for the weekend. Fantastic. Well, that, me being 
into sustainability and teaching at FSU on sustainable enterprise. I, I applaud that. I see lots of projects on the ills of fast fashion. So I'm glad that you guys are doing something about that. And, and what a terrific idea as well and a solution to a problem that a lot of a lot of people have, especially with social media. A lot of I see a lot of people who don't want to like be in the same outfit at different events and things like that, which, you know, is, is it that big of a deal? But it, it's a big deal For, culturally. Yeah, especially I think when it comes to generally fashion with women. With men, we don't necessarily care as much, but there's still a lot of inspiration we also have with Raid in terms of men, which we can get into a little later. Awesome. So you keep on making a differentiation about women. Is this not open to men? So it will be very soon. We have also seen a massive gap in how men attain formal attire in college, whether it be for formal events, graduation, fraternity rush. Most guys don't own more than one suit, and the idea of a men's warehouse is severely outdated. So we also want Raid to be a sustainable and financially advantageous alternative for male college students as well to make a little money renting out their suit to a fellow student, as well as have more clothing options. Yeah. And we already time. have a lot of men that are currently on the app already. It's not like it's men can't sign up currently. It's just that right now, a majority of all the listings are all women's clothing and dresses. And so we're just trying to build functionality to have a separate men's section. So men wouldn't be scrolling through women's clothing in order to like see things that they want. No, I totally get it. And, and it's kind of funny. I'm thinking back when I was just starting my career and I was living in a house with a bunch of guys and we literally had one suit between us. And like, if we were going on interviews or whatever, it's like, Hey, you know, are you using the suit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. But this is, this is beautiful. And my daughter's boyfriend just went and rented a tuxedo for a wedding and it was really, really expensive. Yes. So if something like this, you know, it's, it's the, what is Toro is for cars. Yeah. Like I have exactly. something and I'm not using it and you, I can make some money and you can get something a little bit cheaper. It's the entire Absolutely. idea. No, make it's a little Absolutely. money on the side, get an affordable option. Absolutely. And, we talk about Airbnb too being something yeah. we compare ourselves to as far as that marketplace model. Fantastic. And I, I love the idea that you're starting with where, where, you know, FSU. And I think that demystifies it a lot too it's like oh i don't it's not like some weirdo you know out out there it's exactly. some weirdo i go to school with so that's <laughs> one of the most important things for us is what we found with clothing rentals <laughs> and the biggest problem at first is trust a lot of mm -hmm. people when we first were serving them don't necessarily trust renting their clothing out to a random person but when you know that someone else is a student and a part of your local community we found that people immediately were like oh okay i'd let somebody borrow something that i have in the back of my closet then if they go to fsu yeah 100 percent because you know you it's part of your community exactly. and and it, i think it i mean it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense but but Emotionally, it makes sense. It's like, it's like, oh, it's part of my community. It's okay. Absolutely. And that's why even early on sitting down with early adopters, we discovered that this niche was such an exciting one um, because that collegiate community is is really interesting model to kind of, you know, dominate that the, the clothing rental space. It's, it's a very interesting market to tap into. Yeah, 100%. And, and obviously, this is infinitely scalable, right? right. I, yeah. And that you're validating it at FSU exactly. is, is super, super smart. Okay, so when 
was the inception of this? How did all that happen? And where are you guys now? Bring it, you know, bring us kind of like where you were and, and what's happening now. Definitely. I can give a quick rundown. So back in January when KJ first had the idea, she was seeing in her own sororities group chat a lot of girls that were always borrowing clothes from each other for these events, but they had limited options. So KJ's idea was why don't we connect one sorority to another sorority, expand their options. Now, when she came up to me, we started developing. We joined a program called Build Space, is, which is based out of San Francisco, that has builders from all over the world that are all just creating things. We joined a program called Nights and Weekends. So it's six weeks where the idea is work on those ideas because everyone has ideas, but not everyone ever actually goes out and just builds it. So we just started building it. We'd go to class five till midnight every single day for six weeks. We built out the first MVP of Raid. And it started as a pop-up on an Instagram, and that turned into months later. Now we finally, four weeks ago, have and generally a month ago, have launched the app on the App Store and now have a lot of live users starting to accumulate here at FSU. I'm not going to give you a pass on that. So how, how many how many people are registered users right now? Absolutely. So you're actually talking to us on our one-month anniversary. Very we cool. Congratulations. Launched, thank thank you. you. We launched October 9th of this year. My birthday. Oh, look at that. There we go. We share a <laughs> birthday. How exciting. You share a birthday with Ray. Right. And so just yesterday, we surpassed 800 uh, users on users. campus. That's fantastic. Um, and feels we, great. Yeah, feels so good. And we're currently on an eight-day streak of of transactions of rentals. Yesterday, breaking our record of of how many rentals in one day. Wow, fan, fantastic! That's super super exciting. So I could go a couple of different directions. Let's start with how did you market this? How have you? Eight hundred subscribers seems incredible to me if you think about that as a percentage of your market. And so how did you market? And then just, I'm going to seed this question. I want to know what's your revenue model and how are you making money and, and, and things like that. Definitely. So marketing, and then if you forget, I'll, I'll chime in, but revenue model. Yeah, I'm sure KJ can go into the marketing. Perfect. Absolutely. So one of the most impactful parts of our marketing plan thus far has been our ambassador program. We have a amb ambassador in every Panhellenic chapter here at FSU, and they have been an incredible resource in getting the information out there. Our creative director, Morgan, and I have also been going to chapters uh, and presenting, visiting, bringing stickers and T-shirts, really wanting to, you know, boots on the ground, go and talk to our customers and that has fared very well. We have an Instagram that we also put a lot of time and attention into. Being a collegiate-based product, social media is very important, and we acknowledge that. And so that has been a large focus of our time. So let me pause. I'm sure a lot of our listeners sitting here right now are like, okay, how like raid you, it's, yeah. it, it's probably spelled a little bit differently. So can you oh, spell it for us and give us your, we'll, we'll, we'll put this on the, on the podcast to uh, link it and everything, but how do you spell raid? And if they want to look at your Instagram right now, how can they get there? Yeah, absolutely. So it's R A I D E and our Instagram is at raid app. Okay, fantastic. So, all right. So follow-up question would be on the marketing side. One thing is, so you have influencers at every, at every chapter, correct? Yes. Yes. Not necessarily influencers, but ambassadors. Ambassadors, so, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Amb ambassadors. And are they paid ambassadors? What's in it for them? 
So it's really interesting because early on, Noah and I had a lot of conversations about what we could offer these people to incentivize them to to assist. But we've been really surprised. There's no monetary gain for them. Once again, going back to the collegiate market is very interesting. It's a resume line item for them getting to uh, be a sales uh, ambassador for an early startup, as well as just, you know, a, a piece of identity, something they get to uh, do and represent, stand out in their chapter, they often get very excited about. And it's a it's a tight knit community. Morgan and, and I work very closely. And some merch, of course, who okay. doesn't love merch? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it's 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 been very impactful so far. Yeah, that was a big thing for us too because we really didn't start with like any funding even up till this point. It's really just been a lot of bootstrapping. So for us at first to f- see that girls were actually coming up to us, so excited, yeah. asking, "How can I get involved? How can I get involved?" Mm-hmm. And we're like, "Okay, we need to have an ambassador program." We just had to because so many people just wanted to help us with it. It's no, it's so exciting, and also going back to you know having so many users in in one month, girls have come up to us consistently, and it's. I've been waiting for an idea like this. Either I've had this idea or, you know, pieces of it. This is so fantastic. Can't wait to put this to use. And so they get excited and they tell their friends as well, which is an incredibly exactly. positive sign for us really early on. We haven't really spent much money on marketing at all. It's no. really just been um, direct door-to-door sales and word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So what are the, and I know I said we we're going to go to the business model, but I completely lied to you. Well, this is kind of the business model. <laughs> I want to know what's important. What are you measuring? So you're measuring subscribers are you measuring how many pieces are available? Yeah, that's definitely tell tell huge me about your what you're measuring. For sure. So I'd say the two most important things for us, other than user count, that honestly are probably more important, is a transactions because that's the actual amount of sales and the way that we're going to be able to generate some type of economic model to show if we're profitable or not. And B is the amount of so we have transactions, but inventory. also inventory because we're a marketplace. The most in, the most difficult thing in the beginning of a marketplace is having enough options, right? When we first started our Instagram pop-up, we didn't have enough options. We weren't generating sales. That's what people told us. I really like the idea. I don't see enough options. So we really have been putting a strong emphasis on our ambassadors to push all the new users to immediately list as much as they can. So we've hit about, I think, a little over 450 listings now, which has finally been enough to start generating more traction on transactions. As we see listings go up, we do tend to see transactions pretty much match. No, that's fantastic. It kind of reminds me in the early, early days of Uber, every commercial that you heard for Uber was not about getting a ride. It was about driving. Like okay. they they just needed, you know, uh, what do they call it? A uh, critical mass. Exactly. Right? They needed enough cars out there. So people within, it's kind of the same thing. You yeah. just, you need a big closet for them to raid. Yep. Like, you see what I did there? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so, um Take me through a sample transaction, say that that there's somebody who is going to an event. Let's say they're going to go to a wedding and they're like, I really don't want to drop $300 on a dress. Take me through the whole transaction of what's going to happen. How are they going to get the dress and how are they going to return it and all of that good stuff? Absolutely. So 
they would create an account on RAID, and through our app, they can browse hundreds of, of local listings. Soon, they will be able to filter specifically size and color, as well as a handful of other things to find an exact match for what they're looking for for that wedding. Then they can seam- seamlessly rent it through a button on our app, and that will spur an in-app conversation through a chat with the lender. There, they can agree upon a drop-off and pickup location, as well as discuss any other details as far as how that lender would like them to care for the item, washing, dry cleaning, etc. And then from there, they meet up, exchange the item, and then there's a four-day rental window for them to utilize that item and then have it returned once again through that chat filter, figuring that out, or function, figuring that out, and then rinse and repeat. Yeah, the biggest thing is definitely that it's a four-day rental period, and we tell our users just pick up and drop off somewhere on campus. That's our whole point of why you can't sign up with an FSU EDU email just to do a local drop-off somewhere, even if it's like Landis. Yeah, for safety as well. We're currently vetting only having that EDU email to, you know, try to keep it safe. No, that's really well thought through. Love that. I'm going to have some... Actually, let's do this. I know that we're going to get to the 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 whatever, the market strategy and all that, but so... Let me add, like, some concerns. I'm thinking here, like, concerns on bo- on both sides, especially from the person lending it. Yeah. So take me through some different scenarios. I, I don't want to list, let's say, because I have a $1,200 dress that yeah. I bought. For I sure. don't wear it, but it, it has value, right? And I'm going to rent it for... How much for the four days, do you think? Honestly, it's pretty interesting to see how the market has been figuring out itself because that's the cool thing about a marketplace is we don't decide the prices, our lenders do. And so we have a lot of lenders that list out 200, we have tons of $250 plus dresses that are listed out for $30 to $40 on the site. Okay, so... Uh, yeah. Okay. Let me bring my price, my ticket price down a little bit then. Yeah. So, okay. I have a $300 dress. I'm going to rent it for four days for $30, which great deal for everybody. Right? right. Okay. I'm, but I'm afraid that they're going to spill something, stain it, rip it. Yeah, like, uh, so right. how, how do you guys mitigate that risk or, or answer that objection? Absolutely. This is something that we talked to our early adopters a lot about when we sat down and had meetings with them in in building the product. Uh, And as Noah mentioned before, it does come back a little bit to that community niche, how within college communities, even if you don't know the lender personally, your friend knows the lender. Um, And so there definitely is a certain amount of caution when using items that we have a bit of a cushion. Uh, However, we have a policy where when you go and list an item, you add an original price as well as what you want to rent that item out for. And so if an item is returned damaged, then we are able to charge the renter to their to their credit card the amount of that original price of the item if need be, once that claim is opened and if that's what's deemed appropriate. Yeah, so our idea is kind of like since we're such an early stage startup, the biggest problem with marketplaces like this is with damaged goods. For example, we originally and our goal is to be kind of like DoorDash. What happens when your driver stole your food or you get the wrong order that comes to you, DoorDash immediately is able to give you a refund on it. So that's 
generally and eventually our goal. That's also why we're looking into fundraising because we want you to be able to get immediately all your money back. Now, at the same time, just how you talked about how that's an important dress for you. We also, a lot of the time, tell our lenders, um, you not necessarily to be listing the most important clothes in their closet. This is a way to make a side hustle on the clothes that's sitting in the back of your closet that you never touch that you probably want to get rid of anyways, but you can lend it out and make an, more, more income on it by doing it over and over again. It seems like this could also be used by entrepreneurs who make their own clothing and something yeah, really interesting sure. or even like somebody who makes clothing for like exactly. raves or Funny something you like that. that. Because that is one of our major feature goals is to eventually create a place where a lot of local brands and clothing designers can have pop-ups with a lot of their clothes that isn't necessarily maybe selling in store. We are a generally more virtualized and online world. So there's a lot of local places, for example, picked FSU that we want to reach out to these communities and businesses to be able to list their items on a pop-up on our shop. Okay. Now I'm switching my hat to investor. You said you're looking for investors. Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. Eventually. So you're looking for investors. Starting uh, to. Starting, yeah. starting to. So let's, let's talk about your, your business model. How do you make money and how do you like, what are your different revenue streams and how are you going to scale this thing? For sure. So our main revenue stream right now is as a marketplace, we take a transaction fee off of every single listing, which is 30%. Okay. So 30% is what we started with. Generally, it seems that our user community has been happy with that. That's also a pretty standard percentage compared to most of the other online clothing marketplaces. And also, we definitely are trying to come up with unique ways to diversify our revenue stream. For example, a lot of people are enjoying a clothing line that we came out with for the app. So we have merch with hats and shirts that a lot of people are starting to like that we actually just created our own little online pop-up to make about 5 to $10 on each of those items. So but that's our current two ways of generating any revenue. Okay, nice. And follow up on that. So going forward, how, how long do you think it'll take you – so, do you have metrics that you're measuring or thinking, okay, once we hit this point yes. at FSU, we're, we're ready to go to exactly. our University goals, of our Florida? Our goal is to hit breakage at FSU. That's probably about whenever we plateau as many users as we can. That might be 5,000 students that we have on the app. That might be 7,000. It might be 3,000. And whenever we do hit breakage, then we're going to try to figure out, okay, how can we pass that plateau? Now, once we've done that and been able to create the exact micro financial model of FSU that we know we've hit our limits to, then we will start trying to expand to probably two more universities and see if we'll be able to duplicate that there. We generally think a lot of the Southern schools are going to be very similar going next to somewhere like UF or Alabama or Georgia, where it's going to take a lot more market research to see if the model applies to is a place like in the Northeast, such as Harvard or those types of North different area schools. But that's our current plan, and we are currently looking for angel investment in terms of small amounts. So we're not necessarily looking for a huge investment, just what we need as we continue to expand slowly. So we have a lot of angel investors listening. So what are you looking for? Yeah, I mean, right now we're generally only looking for less, less than $10,000. We've operated the entire business from January up until this point from a $2,000 grant that we got from the university. So um, exactly. Yeah. That's been Who all sponsors this podcast. There yeah. you go. That sponsorship from Jim Moran is what has gotten us through all of our marketing and user acquisition up until this point. And next would just be to continue what we're doing until we hit breakage at FSU and then go from there.
Fantastic. So I'm going to put on my teacher hat real quick. And as a professor at, at, at FSU, do you guys know about the micro grant program? Yes. So that's where we received the $2,000. Oh, now I thought we... you won 2000 from the innovation challenge. No, no. we haven't done that yet. Oh, I th okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry. I got confused. Okay. So you got 2000 from, well, that can go up to 5,000. You know that, right? So you've yeah. got a lot of traction. I would really encourage go you to, to go, go back to them because there's 3000 more dollars there yeah. uh, at Jim Moran college. That might even we, save us from having to do investment just yet. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, when you think about investment, it, it, it's, it's, really it's a little bit about the money but it's a lot can you get an angel investor who knows this space and exactly. would be able to really exactly. that's what's most important for us we're also trying to start developing an advisory board right now of people that have experience in the marketplace or generally really experienced entrepreneurs to just help us with guidance as we're currently trying to get closer to expanding no that's really that's really really smart so all right so gonna wrap this up up any as far as oh actually i always like to ask what's been one of your most challenging moments you've 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 been rocking and rolling oh, for 11 11 months <laughs> there's definitely well, been a lot <laughs> tell us about tell it i like to do this because every entrepreneur has issues and i think a lot of entrepreneurs who listen to this program are new and they're having problems and they look at other entrepreneurs like, Oh, everything's going great for them. So yeah, definitely not. Tell, it, rocky road. tell us, tell us a Rocky road thing. Sure KJ can pick one. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, you know, definitely being a, being an entrepreneur, running a startup, you master or try to master the art of the graceful pivot. And we are certainly no exception along our journey. We lost one of our technical co-founders, which definitely put a bit of a strain on the development product development side. And so Noah and our third co-founder, Wesley have been doing their very best and amazing, very best at picking up that slack. I think with a tech product, that's one of the most challenging aspects is that it is not a very speedy process to innovate. And so that's been a challenge at times. At least trying to be speedy. Trying to be speedy, can. yes, absolutely, while balancing school. Yeah. And being a part-time student and being a full-time developer is, is a difficult thing to balance. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. But we are a very close-knit co-founding team yeah. and super passionate about the idea and just excited I'd for what's next. I'd say the most next. difficult thing was going so many months without users. It's oh, really yeah. difficult to keep motivation, but those are the times that they always tell entrepreneurs, if you can get through those times of very little traction with not much going on and you can just keep pushing through, then that's what leads to success. Absolutely. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you for coming in. And I know that you've already sent me all the info. So are, is this on both the App Store and on Google Play? Currently just iOS, but we did develop it in a cross-platform framework. So we are going to be pushing to Google Play very soon. Okay. And if they want to find it on Google Play, they will type in? Raid app. Raid. That's just exactly what we'll R-A-I-D-E. All right. Yep. Very, very good. Awesome. So, well, hey, thanks for listening, and thanks, Raid, for coming in. Thanks for uh, having us. Have uh, the best of uh, luck, and, yeah, definitely get get the rest of that microgrant and the innovation challenge. That's a lot of money and a lot of expertise that will go 
forward for you guys and really help you out. Hey, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever platform you are listening on and please share, 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 get the word out to anybody who's interested in startups, investors, or early entrepreneurs to get some encouragement and some ideas. Drop us a a like and a, a comment. And if you know of a entrepreneur or innovator who's connected with FSU, send them our way. Thank you.